Cool. All right. Well, welcome everybody to episode nine of Cultivation Corner. Uh, my name is Jeffrey from Vermont Growers Association, uh, and we are here this evening with uh, Eduardo Jaime of uh, Farm. Bud Farm. Uh, and also, uh, we're also here with um, staff member uh, Jenny of uh, VJ as well, and she'll be here helping with uh, mostly just moderating, um, but a quick rundown. Um, we'll have a little discussion uh, with Eduardo, uh, and throughout the evening, uh, feel free to use the Q&A uh, or use the chat tool in your Zoom interface to either send us questions, uh, send us a statement, and we'll work that into the conversation. Also, we will open up the floor after our discussion. So sort of later on, after we talk, uh, we'll have sort of a more open Q&A. So at that point in time, if you wish to speak, we will absolutely toss you the mic, raise your hand. Um, it's really a pretty casual discussion. This is a cultivation focused um, show, um, but uh, it usually stays pretty, pretty focused on growing, but uh, sometimes policy or other things get snuck in there. So it's really up to the guest. But other than that, we are very excited uh, to have Eduardo this evening. Um, I don't know if you guys were just catching, but not only is Eduardo, a friend of ours, um, and what we think is a talented uh, cannabis cultivator, but really thankful and appreciative of his support uh, as, a, as a member of VGA's um, nonprofit as well. So I just want to take a moment and say that, you know, as a 501c4 nonprofit, just like Rural Vermont and Vermont and uh, NOFA Vermont, uh, we're a member-based organization. Um, and so uh, really the members are, uh, our members are at the heart of everything that we do. Um, it's really not a financial um, relationship. It's really more about uh, trust and uh, that sort of grassroots relationship that's, that's policy focused. So uh, we are very appreciative to have uh, Eduardo uh, this evening. Um, Ed, uh, why don't you uh, take a moment to explain a little bit about yourself, your business and how people can find your business. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. And, uh, you know, you thank me, thank you. You know, you guys, y'all do so much for the uh, community. And uh, yeah, I mean, e everybody that, that's tuning in right now knows what you do. And, and so thank you, you know. Um, but yeah, my name's uh, Eduardo. I, uh, I, uh, I represent part of Fine Bud Farms. I have Randolph. We're ho hoping, hoping to, um, you know, we're still waiting, uh, but things are looking up, you know. Um, we're going to hopefully be a tier one outdoor cultivation um, there. And uh, let's see about me. Um, I've been growing for a number of years. You know, I've been growing, um, you know, I've always been a cannabis enthusiast um, and uh, started kind of getting into, you know, gardening and, and, and kind of organic farming kind of hardcore more like 15 years ago like 100% organic like 10 and then KNF like you know a few years after that um so more so about soil you know than 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 uh cannabis but uh that is you know it's a plant I love and uh it, it does amazing thing it does amazing responds really well to KNF and um Let's see what else. That's that's basically all. There's not really much much to me. That's what I am. Uh, I'm a father. I have chickens. You know, good stuff. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say uh, for those maybe Eduardo who aren't familiar, uh, how can they 
find your business if they want to learn yeah. more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Instagram, we have an Instagram, you know, Fine But Farms. Uh, if you have an Instagram, uh, you can search for us and find us there. Uh, we have a web domain and we had a website up, but it was really uh, a shoddy job done by myself. And so uh, I'm kind of hoping to coax my wife into doing that for me so that we can have something that's presentable instead of just uh, boxes with 1982 graphics. Um, so yeah, Instagram is where you can find us. Uh, hopefully you can find us in uh, some dispensary in the coming uh, years, uh, months, what have you. And um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's it. Um, maybe a little bit about uh, your background, if you don't mind. So maybe one thing I like I'm to sure. ask is not the first time necessarily you tried the very first time, you know, you tried cannabis, but maybe also share like the first time you maybe really um, found that, you know, that, that connection, right. That understanding there's more to it than, you know what I mean? Just, you know, I don't know, THC, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, that yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so THC has never really been a thing for me. It's not anything I've really ever cared about, you know, um, it's whatever has worked, you know, I usually follow my nose and uh, in the past um, and it's always, it's always worked for me, you know, uh, I mean, it clicked pretty early on because I have, uh, you know, I have, I have attention issues uh, and I have a hard time being on track. So it's kind of something that uh, helps me with that. Um, my wife would concur as well. And uh, as far as, as far as growing, I remember the first time I grew uh, a plant, I just, like I went and saw my buddy in Colorado um, several years back it was right after you know uh all these things and i got some i got some seeds uh and i you know it was a magical experience i can't really explain it you know uh, i i had the, the shittiest little setup you know the the shittiest lights i had uh you know those like mylar blankets you know to, to keep your body in you know, I, I had a, yeah, space blanket. So I'm a, I was a paramedic, you know, and so I had a bunch of space blankets. And uh, so I made like this, this room, like, it was like eight years ago, you know, what this room of, you know, space blankets and shitty lighting and, and, and some dirt that I shoveled from outside in a pot. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was the greatest weed I'd ever smoked my entire life, you know? And uh, yeah, I, I haven't stopped growing since then. Uh, just growing more. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, on top of you know, I, I do say I'm I'm about the soil, but it's like the the, the soil is what brings that plant to life for me, as well as uh, anything else that I that I grow. You know, um, whether it be food, what have you. So, yeah. And and how did that start? Um, the the love affair with soil. That's what I'm hearing. Um, if I could, if I could characterize it as such, which I would say is yeah. a compliment. Um, is it, did that come after, um, that it's sort of the, you sort of discovered cannabis or before and it's going to that, if you don't mind a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it came after. So when I, when I started growing, uh, cannabis, you know, it was just, it was growing organically and I was growing in my garden organically. And, um, so I, 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 I was doing you know, uh, basically after that first time I, I started just making, you know, kind of my living soil, you know, my, 
uh, you know, I had, I had worms, you know, that, um, that I use, you know, I, I, I planted nitrogen fixers, you know, all these beds, you know, kind of had like living soil that I would use. Uh, and so the, the love for the really came into when, when my, my introduction to KNF, you know, like that's really kind of when I came across Korean natural farming. And then, uh, I, I kind of fell simultaneously with that and hearing about uh, Dr. Lane Ingen, Ingen uh, um, with her soil food web. And uh, that was kind of like um, a, an awakening, kind of like a curiosity uh, and, and reading more about it. Just, um, yeah, it, it soil's fascinating, man. Like it's, it's pretty far out. It's crazy. And the more you read about it, like the deeper you get lost. And um, yeah, I think, I think the introduction of both KNF and, and the Spoil Food Web kind of just kind of tied it all together for me. Like what I was trying to do before with just growing organically, just growing like uh, the right way, I guess, you know, however you want to say it, my, my right way, the right way for me, you know? Um, so it kind of just evolved in the, into um, more of a relationship with, with what I was actually cultivating with what I was putting together, you know, um, it, it became more of a, you know, what's, what's good for the plant is also good for me, you know, kind of, you know, it, it kind of ties in both my microbiome and, and the soil's microbiome, right. It, it all becomes this one thing that you're, you're kind of trying to make, um, you're just trying to, get it healthier, you know, get it, get it strong, get it resilient. Right. You know? Um, yeah. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what, yeah, that's it. Who was it? Someone said, um, humans, humans are only as healthy as we treat our, our at the top, what four inches of our, of the soil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On, on the planet earth. So, yeah, very, very true. I mean, yeah, we're, we're only as healthy as, as what we put in. You know, a lot of us, you know, we, uh, you can go online and read any kind of uh, scary headlines you want to, you know, but, you know, we, we have, we have plastics in our blood. We have these pesticides, you know, these residues that have been around, you know, due to, um, you know, an industrialization of, of agriculture and, and uh, you know, the, yeah, I mean, you know, the, it's just, uh, it's bad, bad stuff. So this kind of, you know, counteracts that you're, yeah, you are, you're only as healthy as what you put inside you. So you, you, you want all that good stuff to kind of come to you, Jeffrey, you know, and so okay. we, we try to help it out with KNF. So what is, what is KNF? Uh, yeah. and, and how, how does, if it's tied in, how does, uh, how does fine bud farms grow, uh, cold beta tens if it's connected? Say that one more time. I'm sorry, you're breaking. Sure. So, so what is KNF, uh, yeah. and then how how does how does how does that relate to how your business cultivates cannabis? Sure. Yeah. So KNF is uh, a lot of acronyms, a lot of other letters. Uh, it's Korean natural farming. Um, basically, it's uh, it's a method methodology of, of of farming that's that's existed forever. You know, I mean, uh, before before there was uh industrialization there was um there was you know us you know we existed with the land and you know we we kind of used the land to uh give us our nourishment to give us everything we need you know and um 
you know, that, that changed with, with once again, you know, the agriculture that we've, we've, we now know, monocrop philosophies, um, you know, you have expanding infrastructure that, that tears away, you know, good soil, you know, expansions of roads, cities, what have you. Um, and so Korean natural farming, I guess, is, is the methodology that uh, kind of tries to combat uh, that. And um, by introducing uh, beneficial microbial life to the soil um, by way of indigenous, you know, microbes, IMOs, you know, that's, that's basically like the, uh, the basis of KNF, you know, it's, um, and it's, it's basically, uh, <clears throat> I can get into all that in a second, I guess, uh, and, and, and how it is, but it's, it's also using the processes, you know, using the nature around you, using what you have. And it's, it's a way to kind of empower, um, the individual, you know, uh, in a very DIY, you know, way, which is, I think, very, very Vermont, you know, um, like I was going over some, uh, some numbers or whatever. I, I, I for a, for a wedding agent, you know, like I use, uh, the Yaha Bark, you know, I, I got that. And with what I can make in a pound, you know, basically like there's, there's, uh, fungicides and pesticides out there, a very famous one that's out there that, that people use. And, and I don't want to knock that because I've used it before I used it before I started doing KNF, you know, and uh, it worked very well. But, um, you know, you, a DIY KNF, you know, you can make a, a wedding agent fungicide, pesticide for like $2 a gallon, you know, and uh, it's, uh, it's very amazing. Like the, it just, you're able to do all these things with, 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 with pennies on, on the dollar to what you would spend on, on anything in the store, you know. Um, you can do it yourself, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's what KNF basically is. It's just uh, it's a way to introduce microbial life into the soil. You're given the plants, you know, the option to to you know what to choose what they want because that's what plants do, you know. Um, uh, and uh, man, it's so hard to do this without anybody in front of me, Jeffrey. It's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that it. It sounds like you're saying that to you, in your mind, it's economical. Um, and that, that it's very economical. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But not just that, you know, it's beneficial for, for us and the soil, you know, we, we want to, um, you know, with, with the soil that's been torn away, you know, these things, once again, plants like, uh, plants know what they need, you know, they know what they need more than we do. And they, they send out kind of signals through their, their, um, the root system, the outside, you got this rhizosphere, which is basically this area that puts out, you know, um, so plants sweat like we do in a way, you know, and, and they give off, uh, basically they attract fungi and bacteria that they need in order to, uh, which we can get into this too, the soil food web. But um, by introducing uh, more microbial life, all this, uh, you, you're, you're giving the plants kind of an opportunity, kind of like a pick at the table, uh, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the, the reason why um, I had mentioned that that stood out to me was because, I mean, you know, my mindset is just thinking about, you know, Vermont at large, we're forming this marketplace, 
people yeah. are being um, confronted with business decisions who are, you know, maybe um, have been cultivating or have been honing their different skill set for decades, you know, for a yeah. while. And they're having to sort of, you know, um, reconcile with business decision, decisions. And it sounds like, you know, expenses is, is a factor there. And it sounds like this methodology um, yeah. is fairly inexpensive, maybe. I mean, you know, I, I hear thousands of dollars for certain bottles, like, you know, SOPs on an annual basis. Um, and this just sounds yeah. like sort of the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. So I, can I can I share like a book on here? Oh, of course. Yeah. What, what do yeah, you so this, this costs like 25 bucks. Uh, and this is basic. So Janam is a philosophy. I know we were talking about it and I don't much buy into philosophies, but this uh, book is also about KNF. Um, and so in here, uh, Jadam, um, basically you can read all about the KNF. It gives you all the recipes for these things. And for $26, you know, uh, and, and not even 26 bucks, like you can ask me, you know, my, my email is ed at finebudfarms.com. Any questions you have about KNF, if you want recipes, if you want to know how to do it, reach out to me. I'm more than willing. I do a lot better on this, like uh one-on-one -on -one than uh, speaking to like a empty group of you people out there, which I truly appreciate you tuning in, but it's very, you know, uh, but yeah, reach out, ask me anything, you know, uh, no holds bar, man. You know, like uh, I'll tell you everything you want to know. I'll give you every recipe you need and we can go through right now and just talk about uh, all these amendments in KNF, you know, what they do, you know, how they're made quickly. You know, I probably do a lot better with like something like that than philosophically speaking about soil. You know, we need good soil. You know, it's uh, adding these amendments to the life is what is what make to the soils what gives them its life. You know, it makes everything great. It's cost effective. Um, and we don't have too much time. So, you know, you can get completely lost on the philosophies of of KNF and Jadam and, and the foil, uh, soil food web. But uh, it works, you know, and if and if you want uh, I, I urge everybody to try it. And even if you don't, you're not obviously I'm not going to convince you, but like try a little plot, you know, like try a couple plants with with KNF with these inputs with these amendments and see the differences because you'll you'll be you'll be amazed i was amazed you know in, in growing cannabis you know the flavor profiles that came out with adding a fermented fruit juices and all these other things to it was just absolutely amazing there's nothing at all that you will find out there even organically good you know well grown cannabis uh, for me and that's also me you know we all have it's whatever works for you and we all have our preferences but for me, uh, I feel that I can tell the difference in terpene profiles, you know, in between K and F <clears throat> and just conventional organic, or, you know, if you use salts or whatnot, you know, they're, they're very, very different. I, I feel, you know, um, but yeah. So Say someone wants to get started in, you know, in K and F, um, what would you recommend? What are some I am, IMO. I am, IMO is the basis of, of all KNF. It's your, your microbes, your microbial life. Uh, well, let me get some. Uh, I got this one. Do. Break that down if you can. Um, let's, give, let's give them an understanding of maybe what IMO is. Get them in yes. a little bit about why it's beneficial and how you use it. Okay. Yeah, sure. So this is a freshly, it's not quite finished yet. It has to sit for about a week. It's on about day five. 
after I uh, mix it with sugar. IMO stands for indigenous microorganism. Um, basically, uh, what you do is, you know, what you want to introduce a microbial diversity into your soil. Uh, once again, like I said, for your plants to be able to kind of do what they do. Um, and so <clears throat> IMO uh, is collected from, uh, I would say the region, you know, so it's, it's, it's basically native, native micro microbiology. And I would say native up here would be like, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, some parts of Maine, right? Up, 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 you know, uh, up, upstate New York kind of area. Um, and so you have a lot of these similar plants uh, that, that grow here. And, and why do they grow here? Because they're native of this area. And so you have a lot of forests up here as well. So basically what you want to do is introduce a bunch of microbial life uh, to your soil. So you want to go you know, you want to go harvest uh, some, you want to lay down some IMO traps. And basically uh, what you do is you, pr you provide a carb, a carbohydrate, you know, so rice, um, rice is great. I use rice, uh, I make rice in, uh, you know, it's gotta be a really good consistency. You know, you don't want it too wet and not dry. It's gotta be like just right, kind of ready to go. You don't use anything. You just cook it with water, no oil, no nothing. If you have a rice cooker, that's great. I'm Puerto Rican, so we're born knowing how to make rice. I don't know, so I just make it. And then I put it in a cedar box and I go and I find um, like a good mycelial patch out in my woods somewhere, you know, and I set it down and I come back in three to five days up here where I live about five days, it's a little cooler. And uh, usually you come back and it's, uh, I, I would suggest that you all kind of look um, you know, online and look up IMO, you know, one to see what it looks like. And you basically will have like, you know, mycelium kind of taking over, you know, this, this rice. And that's basically, you, you laid down your trap, you collected some fungus, and now you want to, you know, harness its energy, you know, for, for, for multiple uses and on end. And so what you do to make IMO two, there's so many things, there's so many, once again, Ed at finebudfarms.com. There's a lot of things to it. Uh, I could talk forever on just IMOs. But um, basically, you mix it one-to-one -one with raw sugar, and you let it set for about a week, and then you can use it uh, at will. And basically, the sugar, um, so all this fungus in here kind of is just sitting there dormant waiting for me to use it, and I'll mix it every time I water. I'll... Uh, I'll put like a, I have a five gallon little backpack. I put like a, you know, a big old spoonful in there every time I water, you know, and I just mix it up and let it, uh, let it sit for a little bit. And those microbes will, you know, they, they just, uh, one thing about microbes is that they pop, you know, they, they, they propagate at an amazing, amazing speed so much, so rapidly a lot. Um, and so I water that in, you know, and that's the basis of everything. Your IMOs, you know, it's good to collect IMOs from different places, like I said, regionally, you know. So, like, uh, I, I, so I'll, I'll say I live in Washington. So, in the Washington area, you know, when I go down to the farm in Randolph, I'll collect some from their woods down there, you know. Um, or if, I, if I'm out hiking or something and I find some, some amazing fungal activity, I'll remind myself, hey, I need to come back here and drop an IMO trap because 
that's the whole basis of KNF. You know, it's 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 microbial life in the soil. Um, lab is another one. LAB, lactobacillus uh, serum. You know, your labs, um, and that's basically bacteria. So it's on the other side of things. IMOs and my labs are basically like the two things I always have uh, and will always make. Um, so let me jump in. So yeah. this, this, is, this is excellent. This is so like rich with, so IMO and what you just described before you got into lab and lactobacillus that you, you were just so people have some context, you, you were sticking with that is pertinent to soil and the medium and breathing microbial life into the soil. And then lab is, is that also part of that? How does that fit in with that? Yeah, so so lactobacillus uh, basically, you know, it's bacteria, and what that does, uh, I, I'll go into how you make it in a second. But what that does is kind of, um, it, it, you know, fight, it's fights against disease for the plants. You know, uh, it also over uh, over competes. Is that the word? I don't know. Yeah, it out competes. Uh, other bacteria, um, which is really great thing. I use it for Bokashi composting. So like I, I mix some lab that I make in a spray bottle with, with water, you know, um, and I have a five gallon bucket in my kitchen and anything that I can't give to my worms, I put in my lab bucket and I spray it and I close it and, uh, it, it, it composted. It's, it's really amazing. I remember the first time I used that myself, it was just like, man, you know, <clears throat> so much trash that, you know, so much waste I've had in my life that could have been composted in this way and just added back to the soil. You know, it's really amazing for, for a, a teeny tiny cost, you know, it's just, I mean, if you can, if you can get some kind of milk, whatever kind of milk, whether it be dairy or non-dairy and, and rice, you know, and, and you got, you can make, you can make this, you know, you can make lab, you know, and, and a little bit goes a long way. You know, I, I use lab also, uh, it's good for my microbiome. I, I, I drink some, you know, and that's another thing about KNF, you know, if you can't ingest it yourself, don't give it to your plants, you know, like just don't do it. You know what, you know, what's the point? Um, so everything that I, that I use, you know, I, I, I sometimes, uh, I'll partake as well. It's just a good probiotic for my gut. Um, but yeah, I give a lab also to my, my chicks, you know, I put it in their water. I use it for, uh, to spray, you know, on their, uh, their little, little turd droplings, you know, and anything like that, it'll over, it'll, it'll out, uh, compete that, that smelly bacteria nonsense. Um, so yeah, lab's super red, improves the aeration of the soil, you know, like it's, yeah. Um, and that's, like I said, it's just rice, rice wash and, uh, milk, um, Basically, if you're going to make your IMO, you can wash your rice, uh, use that excess uh, uh, rice rinse water, and uh, let it sit out in a jar, cover it um, for about a week or so or until it starts smelling a little sweet. Uh, and then you can mix that with like a gallon of milk, you know, and uh, let it sit, cover it again for a week. You'll see it separated between curds and whey. The whey is your lab. The curds, you can do what you want with it. Uh, I'll make cheese with it. You know, you can make cheese. You can eat it the way it is. Uh, you can throw in your compost. You know, it's you can use it. You can use it all. There's no waste, right? No waste in KNF too, which is really what's super red. Um, 
And then with the lab, I'll mix that also one-to-one -one with raw sugar and put it in the fridge. And it's, you know, it's in there right now. It's in this, this fridge and it lasts, you know, a long time in there. Um, but yeah, lactobacillus is super, super red, super red stuff, especially with, with that uh, Bokashi. You know, I, I also use it to make, um, you know, Bokashi kind of grain and I sprinkle that on top of my soil, you know. Um, so, and that's just beneficial life you know just it's all about adding this life to the soil once again and letting your plants do the work that they're intended to do you know it's uh it's yeah it's it's, it's hands off it's, it's sort of like uh you know like permaculture is supposed to be you know a lot of work in the beginning and you know you kind of just sit back and reap the rewards after that right you know you set up in your zones and whatnot and I, I guess like KNF is almost like uh, in that type of way, you know, you make all these inputs and then you kind of like water it in your soil and you, and, uh, and not just, you know, water it, you, you can also make other things. IMOs get into, you know, you can make blah, 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 blah. There's levels, email me, I'll tell you about it. Uh, but um, yeah, it's sort of like that thing. You just, you, 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 you make the soil uh, what it should be and it gives you, what it gives you, you know, um, uh, I guess I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, without getting into details, do you have uh, your own soil recipe? Do you have some brands that you use or outside of inoculating the soil for actually building it? Um, uh, so building it. So I'm up here now, you know, so I'll, I'll try to get like local manure, you know, from, from, uh, from a farmer, you know, like that's, that's all you need is that some biochar biochar is amazing i use a lot of alpha alpha in the beginning if i have time like i'll sow in alpha alpha it's got deep roots it's uh you know it's like a dynamic accumulator so it's going to bring it's got really deep roots it'll get a lot of those deep uh nutrients and bring them up to the leaves um you know and uh yeah that that kind of i think that stuff is um Vermont compost, I think I would recommend them. They seem to have a pretty rad little facility. I, I don't really know much about them, but uh, I think I've read about, I've read, I've read their, their recipes as far as like their compost and their different ones. And I think, you know, that's a, it seems all right. And I think coast of Maine is probably all right. You know, I don't, I don't know much about all these things. I've used coast of Maine before I've used, uh, you know, in Vermont compost before I've had a couple of bags of each. So you know, once again, the amendment, I, I don't think too much about that because the amendments like the KNF just kind of, it, it does it more so than I think any kind of bag product could do. You know, if you have, if you know where your soil it came from, you know, where you live or whatnot or what, I, I wouldn't worry about testing it um, too much. But if you don't, you know, test it and, you know, if it's okay, you know, K and F will take care of the rest. I mean, really, it's it's like like you said in the beginning, it's very cost effective and it's uh a hundred percent proven. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there that use it and the internet, um, you can you can see all these people um and 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 see their testimonies, see their stories, and and you know, mine as well. You know, there you, you can tell the difference. And I use it even on a little plot. You know, if you're growing a, a plant outside use KNF for one plant, you know, like just, and then, and then let me know at the end of the season, you know, what your thoughts are. So you went through, uh, IMO touched upon that touched upon, uh, lactobacillus yeah. you talked about ferments, but 
go into some of the ferments that you maybe make for yourself. Do you grow some plants on your property for ferments or do you ferment yeah. stuff or? Yeah, uh, uh, I have a lot of comfrey on the property. So I have a lot of comfrey JLFs, uh, liquid fertilizers that, I'm, that, I'm, that I got going on right now. I got some red clover um, fertilizers going on. Uh, I have alfalfa fertilizers going on. Um, and I have uh, old, old uh, cannabis uh, stock and leaves trim, you know, JLFs. These are all liquid fertilizers that I make with all these things that I have going on right now. Um, some of them are just sitting, you know, you can, you can use them after about a week or two, you know, uh, I've had some sitting around for, for a couple months. Um, and so, yeah, so you, you want to look for some plants like that. Dandelion's a good plant. Um, you know, comfrey, I have a lot of, of that on the property. So I use that a lot and it's a great plant to make fertilizer with. I have tons of dandelions on the property. And I have tons of red clover on the property. So that's what I use. You know, once again, the whole KNF and principle and everything is use what you have, use what you have available to you. You know, so if you have other plants around, you know, um, use that, you know, you can use it, use it for, for some liquid fertilizers, you know, uh, put a whole bunch in a bucket, fill it with rainwater and throw some, some soil in there and just let it, let it sit around, you know, for a week or two. And that you'll get a really good fertilizer out of that. Um, yeah, nature's nature has done it forever. And it's, it's amazing. You know, uh, it'll know way, it knows a lot more than we do. So I know a lot of people here in, in Vermont already grow, uh, very well, you know, very organically, you know, I, I follow a lot of people and it seems like they grow, um, great, but I would say scale up or do whatever you want, but try it out. Um, we are approaching, let's see, so uh, we've got some questions in the chat. We'll pull them into the conversation now. Um, and, you know, as we approach uh, 8 o'clock, if anyone has uh, a question themselves, feel free to raise the hand, uh, your hand, and we'll call on you and we'll let you speak. And if you don't want to speak and you want to get the question in, again, just use the chat and uh, either Jen or I will fold it in. Um, really quickly for myself, um, I want to ask Eduardo, do you fold your spray at all? Yeah. So yeah, the, the wedding agent that, that I was talking about that I make um, with the Kiata root, you know, I, I foliar spray with that and I folio spray a hundred percent of the time I put in IMO, IMO2, uh, OHN, which is a, another beast and uh, lab. Um, and then <clears throat> depending on where I am in the season, sometimes I'll use WCA, which is a water soluble calcium um, as well. And so a wedding agent, with IMO lab and OHN, which is oriental herbal nutrient, you know, speak to me about that. That thing takes a long time. Um, but spraying that on your plants is probably going to be all the fungicide and insecticide that you'll need. Honestly, I mean, I've never had any problems um, since I started doing this. I mean, really, if it does, you know, you can get into more invasive, like using. Uh, Jadam sulfur, you know, but that's pretty caustic and you'd want to come right afterwards with like a fresh clean spray, you know, because you don't really want sulfur on stuff that you ingest. But um, yeah, so fol foliar sprays, uh, yeah, you know, once again, making that, you know, $2 a gallon for a foliar spray uh, that's going to take care of all that stuff, I think is pretty good. Um, making it yourself, you know. 
So foliar spray, not just for growth and vigor, but also it sounds like it's your IPM regimen as well. Yeah, it's all, all of the above. Yeah, absolutely. All of the above. I mean, that's, that's the beautiful thing about it. You know, you can, you can add your fermented fruit juices and plant juices and stuff, depending on once again, where you are, you know, if, if you're in veg or, or if you're flowering and, and, uh, but those, those ones are, are ones that I just use all the time. It's a steady, it's a good. So Jay Poole uh, dropped in the chat. Audio seems to be working for us. Um, Jay, if you want to maybe uh, log back and log back in, you're welcome to, we'll be here. Um, but you do have a question, we want to get that in. So you were one of the first ones. Uh, Jay had asked about uh, Eduardo um, soaker hoses. Uh, do you have any experience or any advice using soaker hoses? Good question. Or I would even add any sort of automated. Uh, um, yeah, so we have like a, so at the, at the place in, my buddy's place in Randolph there, um, where the farm will be, where the, where the cultivation site will be, um, he put in, <clears throat> he put in some type of hose. I, I honestly don't know. I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty, I guess I, I'm pretty old school with, with stuff. I, I, I'll use water and can or a hose, um, but uh, so I don't have much experience or advice with that, I'm sorry. Uh, but I, I saw that you also want some recipes and once again, reach out, reach out to my email. Um, and I'll, yeah, you know, I'll walk, I'll walk this through you and even, you know, we, we can, whatever, whatever you need, I'll give you recipes all day long. So yeah, sorry about that. No problem, Eduardo. So if, if you don't use soaker hose, I'm just curious, do you hand water everything? Uh, yeah, I hand water a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, um, just, you know, once again, it's it's one of the biggest principles of, of, of this is, is using what you got, you know, and as, uh, things, things get pricey, things get expensive. So, but, but I have a watering can and I have a hose. So yeah, I walk up the hill and I water my cannabis plants with a watering can. Uh, I walk and, uh, I collect, you know, I collect rainwater in, in big barrels and I'll, I'll just soak my, my watering can in there and I'll, and I go and I, and I water and it takes, you know, it takes a little bit of time, but it's, uh, it's nice. You know, like, uh, I don't, uh, my job is, is to be a, a father to my kids. My wife works, which is, you know, pretty, pretty nice. Um, uh, very fortunate to be able to do that, you know, which is crazy. But uh, in the evening times, you know, I, I, it gives me time, I guess, to do that, you know, in the evening and stuff. So, yeah, um, I think, I think a watering system would be a lot, a lot more, you know, efficient, pretty rad. But uh, I've heard people describe watering as an art form. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time to sit and, you know, reflect on the emptiness inside my head. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, any other questions about inputs? Uh, let's see. We do have a question from Mike. Uh, Mike, thanks for your question. Um, you're more than welcome to uh, jump in and expand on that, Mike, if you wish. Um, Eduardo, I don't know if you see that in chat. Uh, Mike asks Albright versus Reams methodology. Any thoughts? Yeah, I'd have to read uh, some about calcium, I think, but I don't know. I'd have to read uh, about that, to be honest. 
Awesome. Well, and again, Mike, if you want to add to that, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll read it though, Mike. Um, or if you have anything, uh, you know, specific, but I'd have to read about it to be honest. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, it looks like we've got a question from our friend Yurim. How's it going, man? What is the highest weight you had from one plant? I assume it's uh, about cannabis, not tomato or some some vegetable. Oh yeah, I mean tomatoes or, or eggplant, you know, eggplant or something like that. Melons, you know, a lot of pounds, many pounds from one plant. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, so I, I had, so I, I don't, I don't weigh any, I don't weigh like everything all the time, but I, I know I had, uh, I know I had a pound and a half. It's probably the most that I've known that I've had from a plant, you know about that um it was a crazy for me that was a lot for me that was i don't you know uh once again you know I, i've grown mostly uh indoor i i'll make seeds outdoors um uh and also with that being said you know i've said it before and and if nobody knows you know i'm i'm a pretty new transplant up here you know my buddies from randolph um I'm, I'm from Puerto Rico. I've lived in a lot of different places and I just recently moved up from North Carolina. So growing down there, you know, weather-wise is a lot different, you know, was, I made seeds outside down there. Um, I'll do that up here too, but I have to kind of, uh, this year is very much a, uh, I'm kind of learning my environment, you know, so yeah. Outside of, you know, I don't know, the legal framework, if you will, how is North Carolina in terms of zone and sort of just different, different sort of, um, you know, hardiness compared to Vermont and cannabis specifically? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can grow a 12 week flower plant down there, you know? Uh, so yeah, a lot. That's what I love. You know, I love, I love those, those long flowering strains, you know, that's, and so, uh, <clears throat> I have to adjust that, but you can get, yeah you know, where, where I was, especially, you know, I was, I was in Durham. And then before that I lived closer to the coast. And so you can, you know, you can, you can, you can grow pretty much any, any cultivar out there for the most part, you know. And what are some genetics that you've, um, you know, explored uh, either in the past or currently, or maybe some of your favorites, just things that you either, you know, bred with or just, you know, prefer? Yeah, so I'm I'm a big haze fan, you know, uh, super lemon haze, and it's it's probably my favorite, you know. Um, uh, for me, it's what works, right? You know, I have a I have a, a Northern Lights Five haze uh, strain that I've kept kept up for a couple of years. Once again, that I love, you know, I love these older strains. I don't love. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, the cannabis of today, you know. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with any of it, but. I, I prefer, um, you know, I guess older, older strains. Uh, and so, you know, I love my hazes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, my chems, my, I mean, there's my, <sighs> hazes are my favorite. I mean, there's a lot, you know, once again, I, I don't get too into, uh, there's so many different out there, you know, I, I, I know what I like. You know, I, I like I like my my super lemon haze. I like I like my haze, my my majority haze strains. You know, I'll, I'll always uh, be on board those. So, have you been able to finish anything outside up here? 
Uh, so once again, this is my first, this is my first uh, season up here. So I, I have some things that I'm, that I'm working on, you know, uh, from, from plants that I've had, you know, I got some, you know, I got a, I got a, I got a Kush Durban thing I'm, I'm trying to do right now, you know, uh, up here. And so we'll see how that goes. Um, and, and, and also like, I, I'm not a breeder, you know, I, 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 I'm an open, I open pollinate and I just kind of let, you know, I'm all, I'm all about the heirloom seeds. And what I love about cannabis is like the, the, the nuances and, in, 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 in each, each plant, you know, um, I, I love the fact that people keep mothers and I, I love the, the fact that people do those things. It's an amazing, but that's, that's not what I, you know, I, I just, uh, I just like, I like the plant. It's a, it's a beautiful plant, beautiful plant, a lot of beautiful potential, you know. For sure. Um, yeah. Companion planting, do you polyculture at all? Do you, do you have any you know, preferred plants that you plant alongside cannabis or? Yeah, hundred percent polyculture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's important. You know, I mean, I think it's good to have your pollinator plants. I think it's good to have your vegetables, have a lot of different herbs as well. Um, that uh yeah i mean yeah 100 percent polyculture you know um anything in particular that i like to grow you know i i my herbs you know i like i like dill you know and i'll grow i grow a lot of pollinator plants you know around a lot of a lot of uh milkweed and you know and a lot of you know things to bring those those little those little little those little buddies in you know have, have a good time. They're buzzing around. My wee friend in the Marshfield yeah. area that loves to do um, potatoes, uh, oh, yeah. or he plants sometimes as well, sort of loosen up the soil. And, yeah, you know, right in there as well. That's great. That's great. I haven't I haven't tried it. You know, there's that's that's another beautiful thing about like this. Uh, like I was saying, you know, it's a weird thing talking. You know. Um, but one of the beautiful things about this the community opening up and, and what I love about being up here, you know, because once again, Vermont for me so far, I, I've lived in a lot of different States. Um, uh, they love their farmers, you know, and like, uh, there's, there've been, there's such a history of growing cannabis in the state that it's so rad to come across people and see all these different methodologies, right? Because it's whatever works for you, but something like that, you know, it's just, uh, it's cool. It's really cool. So yeah, maybe I'll try that, you know, after, after I harvest my potatoes this year, you know. Um, have you come across anything local? I know that there's some, you know, you, you mentioned sort of being new to Vermont, but you know, there's, there are some regional genetics. I mean, I'll, I'll drop a, one of our friends is Sherpa seeds sort of well-known um i don't know if you've tried any local or regional genetics yet um, yeah so absolutely shout out to sherpa seeds you know i went to see them at nikan and and i said hey you know i, I grow outdoors and he's like oh you know I, I don't have anything for that but here you go and he gave me something that would work outdoors and so many 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 thanks uh to sherpa you know it's not going to be a this year project because I, I got it too late to really do what i would want to do um, but next year for sure, hundred percent, I'm excited about it. Um, that's it so far. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to try to grow more. You know, I, I do have some from, uh, quantum that I, that I, I want to try quantum genetics, um, that I got from the good, good folks at, uh, White River Grow Pro. I think quantum 
genetics dropped a bunch off. Uh, and so, you know, I'm excited to try that, uh, next year as well. Um, yeah, it's been difficult. So it's, it's been a hard, like not hard. I don't want to say hard, but, uh, we are finally in a spot. Me and, me and my family are finally in a spot where we're going to be, you know, we just got here, you know, last month. So we, we've been in three different places in the last like eight months, you know, and so, uh, haven't really had much time to like grow indoor or, or do anything like that. Cause normally I would grow a few plants indoor as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, since, since we're finally setting up shop, you know, things will be a little bit different. I'll be able to try, you know, a couple more things. And so I'm excited about that. Excellent. Yeah. Well, the, the rumor is that, uh, you know, for everyone that's listening, including you, Eduardo, that, um, next legislative session, there will be an appetite to tackle uh, the medical cannabis program, which also means that just specific to what we were just talking about, there's a high likelihood we'll nudge up the, the home grow uh, allowances, because I think as we all know, uh, the home grow allowances in Vermont are some of the actual lowest in the nation. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, but uh, now that, that, that that's, that's never stopped me or any of you people. I'm sure and two plants is your civic duty in this state. So, hey, <laughs> I was going to say, um, if, if you don't mind maybe spending like a minute or two, um, sure. you mentioned uh, you're going for um, an outdoor license, you said? Um, yeah. How, how has that application process been for you, sort of creating an account and logging in and working on the CCD website? How has that, if you don't mind spending some minutes, you know, good and bad? Um, how has that sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of a Luddite, you know, when it comes to uh, technology. Uh, and so uh, the process, you know, I think I like to think it was pretty straightforward. I mean, it, it took some time to try to get everything down. You know, I have. Uh, um, I, I think I think it can be I think there's several different uh, viewpoints. On, on the processes and and me myself I'm not somebody that gets gets all all tangled up it was a process you know and getting things uh making sure I had everything down you know was was just kind of like anxiety and up in the air uh but you know the CCB did reach out you know a couple of times told me what I had you know missing you know uh they so they kind of they kind of uh ensure you know they ensured that I had my, my T's crossed and my I's dotted and everything. So that, that was kind of nice, you know, um, for somebody like me that, that, that was just kind of doing it blindly. Um, and not, yeah. Um, but you know, we got it in, I guess, uh, we got everything in finally a hundred percent like this past weekend. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, once again, you know, the CCB never made any promises. So I never really, I never was been out of shape about it. So the process is what it is, you know. Uh, May I ask, did you, yeah. did you require, um, I don't know, like uh, legal, like an attorney to complete the application? Um, no, no, not, I did it myself. You yeah. said it was a curiosity. What? Okay. Yeah, I did it myself. I did, we did get, uh, so I, 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 I feel like I was naive then. I'm not somebody that's ever gone down this road in my life, right? Establishing a company and doing everything. And so um, I, think, I think I was led to, 
uh, we hired some lawyers to do our, our, uh, our get our LLC. And I, I, I find now that that was a complete waste of money that I didn't need to waste. Because I could have done that myself. I mean, I, you know, we did, I did a light application. So uh, I think most people probably would have done it the other way and done the LLC themselves and hired a lawyer for the other. But uh, we, we did it opposite. I've heard um, both. I've heard both, man. Just so you're aware. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, you know, really with that, it's a money thing. You know, it's, it's, it's expensive, <laughs> you know. Lawyers are expensive and, you know, uh, doing it yourself is free. Well, it's not free, but, you know. I was going to say nothing's free in life, right? But uh, yeah, it's, sort of it's freer. You know, this is not a policy, you know, event, but we want to hear from people about how their experiences, and I think other people are interested in that as well. Um, sure. It's important to hear that the market is generally accessible, especially the licensure application process. You know, it's you're not the only person to you know, to say that they sort of successfully did it on their own. You yeah. Know, I just want to say that. So, and there's no uh, way wrong. There's a thousand ways to skin a cat, just like growing cannabis. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I would say there's some things that aren't necessary, you know, but like I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of regulations, right. You know, like, especially for something like cannabis. So like I could go, you know, does it need to even be regulated to begin with? No, you know, right. so. I mean, I'll say this, something that you had, uh, that stood out to me, you had mentioned earlier, you said something to the effect of, so, you know, KNF and Jadam and these growing practices, they're really good for the environment, sort of the more you lean towards environmentally friendly practices in a way, sometimes the cannabis wants to grow better and the sort of yeah. expressions, the terpene production, and there's a connection there. And there's a connection with policy as well, like the more equitable, this is something I've come to realize, I'll just share, the more equitable you make a market for producers, like the better it is of a market, Absolutely. the healthier it is. It's yeah. consumers get a better product. It's just a balancing act, you know. Um, I see those relationships and some of the things that you're talking about. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, 100. percent You know, which is which is why you know those the, the big the big companies don't want don't want that right. They don't want uh, they don't want diversity in the markets because they know that they'd be they'd have no 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 gain right. They 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 it be gone. So, well, uh, very much look forward to uh, you and your business uh, getting a successful licensure and um, yeah. having a successful outdoor product. Uh, looks like next year, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, and and I uh, thanks thanks again. Thanks for having me, both of you, VGA, and reach out to me if you want no co more coherent, uh, you know, formulas and such. Looks like we dropped your email. Thank you, Jen, in the chat. Uh, looks like um, we do have a couple of minutes left. You know, we're wrapping up at 8.15. So if anyone has a question, feel free to raise your hand or drop in the chat. Looks like Mike asked about October. Uh, uh, Eduardo, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you want to weigh in on that question. Uh, you're more than welcome to. Uh, Robert with the Comfrey in Northern Vermont. Very cool. Yeah, I would love to get some of that, some of that up there. I mean, I, I want to I kind of travel the whole state in bits and pieces if I can this summer and collect as much goodness as I can, you know, to make some, make some good, good fertilizers and such. Uh, uh, Robert, if you're still here, do you ferment that comfrey at all? I don't know if you can, uh, if you caught that, but uh, be interested to know. Yeah, I hope you ferment it. If you don't ferment it, you should ferment it. Reach out to me. I'll take some comfrey too. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Right on. Um, does anybody out there uh, do KNF? Maybe. I know at least one person that's uh, in attendance has been thinking about it. Oh, yeah? I won't mention it. Yet. Oh, <laughs> dive in. Dive in or do half and half. See the difference. You know, that's that's a thing. Like, it's not like uh, the beauty of it, once again, going back to the cost effectiveness is that if you don't want to, <clears throat> uh, I don't want to say the word waste, but uh, waste time and too much time and energy you know once again it's it's not expensive to make super cheap use it for a crop for for part of a part of a crop let me ask eduardo um yeah about um thinking about tier one thinking about the adult use market do you feel like you know these methodologies are appropriate for scaling up you said that you know you use use the term economical and they seem sort of fairly inexpensive, how are they in terms of scaling up and sort of, you know, accommodating maybe a tier one or a tier two? Um, is that yeah, uh, order? Yeah. Absolutely doable. Tier three, tier four, tier five. I don't care if you have 5,000 acres, it's very scalable, you know, and it's, if you had, and very, yeah, absolutely. It's very scalable. I mean, it's the ratios to use with things, you know, with, with all these amendments, there's tons of different, um, I'm going to throw out, a couple of names, if that's all right. There's, there's, there's two guys that I started following on on uh, Instagram a while ago, and, and one guy, you know, um, but they're great KNF uh, and just plant, you know, knowledge, you know, microbes by Marco is a guy on uh, Instagram. Uh, he, yeah, he's a he's a wealth of information. He also has a show with uh, the uh, Isopods guy, some some guy that does rubber ducky isopods or something. I don't know. They have a, they have a bro show, but it's, a, it's all about like KNF. It's really good. And then Neam K is another guy. He's from Atlanta and I follow him as well. And he's just very knowledgeable. Uh, they both do KNF. Um, but also I guess the, the third, a third person that's probably uh, one of the most famous and he, cause I know he, he goes around and, and does those little conferences, Chris Trump. I'm sure some people have heard of him, but I think, uh, so I heard, I heard him talk about, his dive into KNF, and I guess he had a um, a nut farm out in Hawaii, and uh, basically, uh, yeah, soil steward that guy. Um, and basically, what what he did was was uh, started with a little bit of the nut farm using KNF, and and rapidly saw the change, the difference, uh, the the anti pathogenic properties, the the growth rate, you know, the the production and the, the flavor, all these things that he rapidly, uh, you know, expanded uh, to use it on more and eventually pretty quickly uh, ended up 100% KNF on this massive, however many acres, you know, big nut farm, right? And uh, he's not the only person that's done that, right? There's there's just, uh, there's a lot of farmers like that that, that have scaled to KNF on a, on a large scale. I like that and uh, have seen the difference um, you know, you, you can tell the difference in good, healthy soil and, you know, bullshit, I guess. But so, so you're saying that there are examples of this methodology being scaled up for commercial. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, once again, Chris Trump is, uh, 
one that I know, I mean, as far as um, cannabis people go, I think, you know, um, I think there's a couple people in cannabis doing it, you know, that are also touring, you know, and, and doing uh, these workshops and stuff, you know, if you can, if you're nearby one of them and, and you can go hear these people speak or something, if you can afford it, you know, go do it. Uh, it's good, good information. I, I would assume, um, just, just their Instagram though is uh, really great as well. Um, and then just doing it on your own is, uh, even better, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of it's trial and error and a lot of it's, uh, you know, it's kind of sitting back and watching. You can really see the magic. You know, it's it's amazing. Um, nature has everything you need. You know, uh, and it always will. You know, you, you, you got. I heard it said. What was it about K and F? It's not the. Uh, or I read it. Maybe it's in the book. But um, it's not about. You know, with with conventional even organic farming. You know, we we buy our 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 organic fertilizers and our organic inputs, and we put them in the soil. Um, but as far as the KNF, uh, it's not about, um, what is it? <laughs> it's not about like, uh, you're not, you're not adding the nutrients, right? You're not, that's not what you're doing. What you're doing is adding the, the source, right. Of, of the nutritional value for the plant, right? So you're adding in these, these fungi and these bacteria that are, that are, uh, and then the plant attracts whatever fungus and bacteria it wants to it, you know, and, and from there, you know, you begin, you begin essentially living in a little bit of nature that's, um, you know, curated by the plants in your environment, you know, they, that soil food web, right. You know, the, 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 the fungi and the, the bacteria are eaten by the protozoa and the nematodes who are eaten by the arthropods who are eaten by the rats and the snakes who are eaten by the birds who are eaten by, you know, all these things, so on and forth, you know, it, it's a circle of poop and it's great. I feel like Disney focus group that, and it was not as uh, appealing as the circle. Of poop. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So, I'll say this, one of the things that was really fascinating uh, for myself when I was first sort of speaking to people, um, you know, years ago who were familiar with these growing techniques and, you know, you know, I was thinking, you know, cannabis is a, is a, is a food a nutrient intensive plant, uh, at least it can be, you can throw a lot of nitrogen and, and phosphorus and, and all these different, you know, uh, elements at it. Um, Sure. And then, you know, uh, when I first was hearing about this, you know, one, one of the major sources for pollution and globally, right, is the, the production of, of nitrogen, uh, oh, yeah. right, and, and fertilizers. So, yeah. you know, when I first heard about KNF and, and that, you know, where does, where do these elements come from? Where does nitrogen come from? Well, it, it comes from the air, right? Um, you, these, these microbes and these organisms that KNF uh, and these methodologies foster right is the medium pulls those those nutrients out of the air uh it, is, is that accurate is that is that yeah yeah i mean it, it, it pulls it from the air uh it depends on the plants you know and they also pull it from the from the soil but yeah yeah you know it's uh it's again the plant knows the plant does it all uh but yeah yeah i use knf for your cannabis because you know as, as demanding as it is knf will meet all the demands you know 100%. Get some FAA in there, fish amino acids for, for anybody who doesn't know what FAA means. 
and that's an amazing source of, 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 of nitrogen. You know, uh, if you got a buddy that fishes or if you fish yourself, you know, get some guts, get some bones, put all that stuff in a bucket and mix it one to one with, with raw sugar, let it sit around for, you know, six months plus. And at the end of that, you'll have a really rich, uh, almost like fish sauce, rich amino acids, you know, um, really great fertilizer, really, really, you achieve a lot of really great growth using that. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, going to, to Maine for the first time here in uh, middle of August sometime. And so I'm, I'm gonna take my fishing pole and get some fish. I'm also going to try to jump in and get whatever else I can. I don't know, kelp seaweed, anything around there. I'm going to get a bunch of seawater. Seawater has pretty much every, every mineral, you know, known in, in, in there. Seawater is a great amendment uh, to add, you know, to your water. Um, the list goes on and on, you know, once again, nature supplies you with everything, but seawater is a great amendment um, to use along with all that other stuff that comes from, from the ocean. Because, once it dries out, it's also going to have all those nutrients packed on that, right? All that salt, you know? And so, uh, the, the ocean's great, you know, good stuff, but yeah, I, I hope, uh, I hope to make a bunch of FAA next month. Just, just so much Jeffrey. I just want to, just want a big, I want a couple big, you know, 55 gallon barrels of fish guts. You're going to scale up the FAA? Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> that stuff like lasts forever, doesn't it? For the most part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all, a lot of this stuff lasts for a long time. You know, I mean, that's the fridge. You know, my fridge in there has OHN, it has my lab, it has my FFJ, it has some FPJ in there on top of it. You know, my calcium, you know, vinegar. Lot of stuff refrigeration will uh, will keep a lot of it because the microbial life lies dormant you know in the cold once it's introduced to the heat it'll start propagating getting a lot getting going again but white vinegar right or rice rice wine vinegar um, yeah it's really the I, cornerstone a lot of this isn't it a lot a lot of these recipes and just yeah. in general yeah yeah absolutely yeah brown rice vinegar is a big is a big staple of pnf yeah um and you can make your own vinegars with KNF with, with this card of FBJs, you know, and things like that. So you, you know, it takes a few months. Once, you know, you can make everything, you can, you can make anything, you know, people, and that's another thing with Vermont, you know, I, I find so many people here that have just been doing this forever, right? They make everything and it's amazing. And uh, yeah, uh, self-sufficiency is, is good, you know. Um, <laughs> Not only is it self-sufficient, but it's in a way it, it sort of it feeds into this sort of you know appellation of origin, you know terroir that we're talking about, where it's a nature, right? The more you can bring whatever you're making to the plant, it ultimately right you're making it as you know as unique as it can be for yourself, right? Like yeah, I mean you're cultivating native microbial life, right? I mean that's what that, you're doing. You're you're, you're you're, you're harnessing the power of, of the, nat the native uh, environment around you and you're, you're basically, you know, putting it on steroids, you know, for, for, for uh, a fraction of the price that it would ordinarily cost you. So, you know, everybody wants a piece, but I'm here to give you a piece for free if you want it. <laughs>
So it sounds like we may be in store for some KNF workshops uh, in person in the future. Uh, well. yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be absolutely. Awesome. I, I think so. I think awesome. so. I think that's a necessity. I do much better in person. Well, this has been great. You know, I, I, there's been a I lot of so. in this. Um, you dropped a lot of knowledge. Um, I feel like this is going to be a, a great sort of resource moving forward for people. Eduardo, uh, this has been great. Uh, I can't wait to come out and do a site visit uh, on your property at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, I, I hope that, you know, and I hope somebody got something out of it. But uh, also, you know, reach out and an hour is, man, you, you know, there's so much information and so much, there, there's just so much knowledge that you can you can find out about all these about all these things, you know, about IMOs and about these different, you know, lactic acids. And, 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 you know, we, we haven't even talked about fungus really or mycelium and, and that, you know, and, and all that, that entails. And it's crazy stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there. Once again, look it up, reach out to me. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, VGA. Best of luck uh, in your licensure. Thanks everybody that tuned in. 